relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. Stolen your dreams of what? Genocide of the Jews? That is, of course, Greta Thunberg, who um, has recently revealed... What she's really interested in after the October 7th attacks, we'll talk about that later in the hour. But let's let's unpack the phenomena that is the cult of environmentalism with the man who, at least for me, but for millions of others, has done more than anyone else to explain just how dangerous this is. He's the author of numerous works, the latest, The Fabulous Great Reset. Also, before that, with AOC on the cover, The Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, and the book which first introduced me to him, which is mandatory reading for all those who live in the real world, is the politically incorrect guide to climate change from the Climate Depot, none other than Mark Morano. Merry Christmas, Mark. Uh, Merry Christmas, Sebastian. Thank you very much. And we have to mention, of course, you wrote the foreword to The Great Reset, an awesome foreword. It's worth getting just to read your foreword. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but it's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, get, get it just for the foreword and then read what this chap has to say and the rest of the book. All right. So uh, you, you spent a pre-Christmas in a place with not a lot of snow, not a lot of pine trees or reindeer, but uh, I guess... You learned a lot about the threat to the world from, what was it, the rich people with their Gulf Stream jets in Dubai? Where have you just returned from, Mark? I came from none other than Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, uh, a city that, wow, it's very developed, a lot of beautiful architecture, world's tallest building. And, of course, it was desert-like, beautiful weather for the U.N. delegates, and it was the most attended United <laughs> Nations Climate Summit in history. I've been to 18 out of the last 20, Sebastian. There were over 100,000 people, and the conference center was state-of-the-art. You could walk 30 minutes and not go from end to end. It was about 30 football fields put together. It was massive I'm, I'm curious. Why, why don't they hold these in places like, oh, I don't know, Scranton? <laughs> yeah, Scranton or, you know, even poor cities in India. They don't do it. They always pick exotic locations. Buenos Aires, Cancun. My favorite of all was Bali, Indonesia, 2007. I was a staffer for the U.S. Senate Environment Public Works Committee. My ticket was paid for by the State Department to go as part of the U.S. Senate. My round-trip business class ticket was about $17,000. But hang, hang, hang on, that's because card. you were on a plane that was powered by green rubber band technology, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it was a commercial airliner. And they put us up, this is no joke, the United States State Department put up government staff attending this U.N. summit. This was years ago in Bali, Indonesia. Oceanfront. Oceanfront Hotel, <laughs> five-star resort with luau's every night with the flames and the food buffets. Not only did they have a hot tub, but they had a cold tub, a cold immersion tub next to the hot tub, palm trees along the beach. This is what the life is about. The U.N. knows how to do one thing, throw a party. And they've been, of course, all over. They've been um, in multiple other exotic locales, if you will, throughout South America and even even some uh, nice spots in Africa. Where we've been, I've been on safaris in Kenya uh, at these UN climate summits. Unbelievable. So give us, look, yeah, you've been to many of these. I think for a while you were, you were persona non grata, you were PNG'd for them because yeah. you were dared to tell the truth. What, so first things first, who's there along with Greta and the others what are they really doing, Mark? Can you give us, like, you know, the Wizard of Oz? Can you give us the peek behind yeah. the curtain? 
Yes. What these the point? Okay. Now they've evolved over the years. First of all, let's give blame where blame is due, and it's George H. W. Bush. Uh, in 1992, George H. W. Bush was pressured by the establishment Republicans to go down to the Rio Earth Summit. He went down to this summit because he was in, this was like September or late August of 1992, right before his loss to Bill Clinton. And the idea was he was going to pander to the media, maybe get more favorable media coverage. He signed on to the Rio Earth Summit Treaty, which gave us United Nations Addenda 21, the whole sustainable development, the UN mid-level bureaucrats taking over every level, not taking over, but influencing every level of government, even in the U.S., where they prepackage all this stuff on sustainable development, which led to the Green New Deal. But most importantly, what happened in 1992 with George H.W. Bush, it led to the creation of this UN climate conferences, which we well, go let, to. This well, well, okay, let, let's hold that yeah. for a second. And you can talk about how those conferences evolved over time. Sure. Why on earth would the Bushes do this? What, what was the upside for, for conservatives who understand the importance of fossil fuel, of energy independence? Why, Mark? Well, it was 1992. And one of the things about this whole climate energy debate is up until a few years ago, you could virtue signal. You had Republicans, conservatives. Oh, yeah, we can do that. By 2040, we'll do this. And yeah, we'll sign on to that. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a climate hero in 2005 for the, Cali the historic California climate bill because he could stay in office another term and nothing happened until 10 years after he left office. You didn't feel the effects. So back in 1992, this was just do whatever. Also, his chief of staff, John Sununu, the father of New Hampshire Governor Sununu, who's endorsed Nikki Haley, assured everyone that this was not this was just a non-binding thing and that Bush wasn't going to get the U.S. into any trouble at all. Well, he was wrong. He was the John Sununu chief of staff of George W. Bush was instrumental in making this happen as well. But this was typical of, I would say, you know, especially George H.W. Bush. He was a member of the, you know, he liked playing tennis at the U.N. He was a member of the establishment. He wasn't going to go against this anyway, really, in any real way, I don't think, in terms of that climate agenda. So he just went all in, and it was beyond the climate agenda. This was sustainable development agenda. And so, of course, he did it, and, of course, he lost anyway to Bill Clinton. So that's a, there's a lesson there uh, for establishment Republicans to, in their pandering. All right, so they pander, it fails, they lose the election, the agenda is set, these conferences yes. begin. What is the ostensible, what's the open agenda, and what's really going on in these swanky resorts, Mark? Okay, well, there's a lot of questions. Okay, the, the first thing is the agenda is very simple. Uh, it's evolved slightly over the years, but originally it was just, just convince the world there was a problem. Well, first of all, you have to understand the UN 1988 forms the climate panel. They look at how CO2 is influencing climate. If they fail, the United Nations fails to find carbon dioxide is causing a climate emergency or a climate crisis, they fail to have a reason to exist as a panel. So we know right off the bat they're going to make CO2 a dangerous pollutant that's going to destroy the earth. We also know that they're not looking at natural causes of climate change because that's not in their charter. You know, here's the thing, Sebastian. If they find CO2 as a danger, which they did in the very first report, and they just kept doubling and tripling down, they get to also put themselves in charge of the solution, which is what these conference of parties are. You know, COP28, and no, it's not the number of cops jumping out of a bachelorette cake at some party. This is called conference of parties. These are just giant echo chambers of world leaders. The, the most recent, I think we had 191 or 190 plus countries at this one in Dubai. And they all get together and they basically say, we care about climate change, we care about global warming, and we are committed to the net zero climate agenda. And we're going to support, they support a whole, at least verbally, a lot of this is non-commitment, but even though they're not, they're, they're technically non-binding, they actually end up being, because these, these politicians go home and their legal systems, their environmental ministers, the bureaucracy starts following all these rules, even though the country theoretically, legally doesn't have to. A lot of them are like the Paris Agreement were voluntary targets. But what ends up happening, like in the Netherlands, you have courts ordering the, the uh, nitrogen oxide and, and farming restrictions that were going to punish the small, middle-range farmers, family-run generational farms, and, of course, get, make them vulnerable to be bought out by the Bill Gates and big corporate agribusiness that go along with this whole agenda. So these meetings are basically 190 countries get together. 
commit themselves to emission restrictions, commit themselves, more importantly, to emission monitoring. And we had Al Gore at last year's summit show up with Google that they're going to have, I, I call it, Big Al is watching you because <laughs> he and Google are partnering up to monitor your farms, factories, any kind of small businesses, medium-sized businesses, all your CO2 emissions so that they can start this whole process of enforcing, penalizing, and taxing you for excess carbon dioxide all right we'll 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 talk about the genesis of all of this momentarily but in the meantime please add these books to his to your library the latest is the great reset global elites and the permanent lockdown Uh, then the green fraud why the green new deal is even worse than you think and central reading the politically incorrect guide to climate change you're listening to america first one-on-one with me sebastian gorka if you enjoy long-form radio the deep dive with real experts like mark Make sure you are subscribed on the podcast platform of your choice. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you want sanity back in the White House, if you'd like 45 to become 47, it's up to us, God willing. Then check out all the America First gear at our website. The latest is the Trump 2024 bundle with the yard sign, with the mug, with the booking photo from Atlanta, and the simple phrase Trump 2024, and the I stand with 45 Trump flag. Get yours today at SebGorkaStore.com. And please support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com. It is already Thursday of the final week of 2023. And on behalf of the amazing team here at America First, let me take a moment to thank you all dearly for your generous gifts uh, and to all of the donations made to the Angel Tree campaign this year. Uh, I want to remind you that the Prison Fellowship Program goes on throughout the year, helping children of prisoners through the Angel Tree Camp Program and the Angel Tree Sports Clinic and other outreach programs. If you'd still like to make a donation, it's not too late. It is tax deductible. Uh, The last chance for end of your gift banner is the place for you to go on our website. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, or just call the Prison Fellowship directly. 888-206-2794. It's one of the most beautiful things you can do to help these children. There's more than one and a half million of them. The number, 888-206-2794, or just go to our webpage, sebgorka.com, in the Angel Tree banner. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Mark, um, I was, I think it was a Schellenberger's account. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but these two... um, Graphs came up on Twitter. I want to share them with with all of our viewers and listeners. And the first graph has to do with uh, global emissions decline of CO2. So how we've actually seen a steady diminution, a lessening of CO2 in recent years. And then we have uh, the annual CO2 emissions for just... um, annualized carbon dioxide from fossil fuels. Uh, This shows for the UK, for example, a drastic decline from 600 million tons down to less than 350 million tons. Now, A, the fact is it's getting less and less and less. But B, and this is something that you can unpack for us, How did anyone, whether it's Greta, whether it's Al Gore, whether it's any of these lunatics, the net zero crowd, um, John Kerry, how did they pull off the con of the century with regards to carbon 
and carbon dioxide. We are carbon-based life forms. Yes. Without carbon, there is, there is nothing. There is no life on this planet. And secondly, you learn this, you know, age 10 in school, that carbon dioxide is the fuel for life. If you don't have carbon dioxide, plants can't grow. If plants can't grow, animals can't eat. And if animals can't eat, there's no fuel for human beings. Yes. Is, isn't this, I mean, f- forget selling a bridge in Connecticut. Isn't this the biggest con in recent history? It absolutely is. And they've turned us, as you said, they've weaponized humans. And here's how absurd it is. Right at the end of this Dubai conference, uh, uh, Sebastian, they had a study in a peer-reviewed journal called PLOS. And I call I take out the L and just call it POS. But this study actually (laughs) said human breath contributes to global warming. This was funded. This was actual scientists studying this from the UK. And they came out and they said that the warming agents in our breath, everything, we inhale oxygen, we exhale CO2. So right there, our breath is considered a pollutant. We also, our breath also contains methane. And if you remember, that's why they want to stop meat eating because of the cows and the sheep and the pig and all that, uh, and all the farm animals are emitting methane. And we also contain nitrous oxide, which is a warming agent, according to them. And now they're basically, that's the same concept they want to go after high-yield agriculture. Let, let, let me just pick, pick one of them. If you're focusing on human breath being a problem, yeah. there's only one natural conclusion, Mark, that you need to get rid of humans. Yes. As we said, you are the carbon they want to reduce and, right. and eliminate. And here's, what, here's the other thing, just as an aside. They brought identity politics into this human breath study. And I'm not making this up, Sebastian. Africans have more warming agents in their breath than Asians, and women have more hot air, basically, than men. So if you ever thought of women are full of hot air, they actually quantified this in the study, that women increase warming more than men, and Africans are worse at warming than Asians. So they're they're misogynists and they're racists. (laughs) They're misogynists and racists. And not only that, there was Scientific American earlier this year had a study about how human pee was now a global warming problem because we eat so much meat, it converts the the nitrogen and I guess the the base of the meat comes out as nitrous oxide in our urine. And so they're getting us at both ends. If you have, oh, actually all three. So you got the urine, you got your breath, and it's even the flatulence as well. Human flatulence was mentioned in this study as well. And that's the other big reason, of course, for getting us off meat. And this is why Bill Gates wants to have uh, lab-grown meat, which don't make, I to clarify this to your audience, we're not talking about the impossible burger, vegetable oil processed. Lab-grown meat is, is taken from stem cells from a cow, sheep, or pig, mixed with the fetal blood of those animals, put into a Petri dish, then in a, a steel vat, and then it's allowed to fester. There's no brain, there's no eyes, there's no bone. It's just sort of an amorphous invasion of the body snatchers type of blob. And then they add coloring, texture, additives, antibiotics. And at the end, this is the piece de resistance. They literally print it on a 3D printer. And by the end of it, I got to tell you, from looking at pictures, it looks like real meat. And guess what? Since Bill Gates is America's number one farmland owner, and that's his stated goal, is to get the entire Western world, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Europe, all eating synthetic beef, he's already got the FDA to approve, for the first time in human history in the U.S., uh, lab-grown chicken and beef and pork. And right. everything's I, I, I have to drill down on this one because you hear lots of conspiracy <laughs> theories and wacky stuff. Sure. Uh, we know he's got this global plan for universal vaccination against, you know, normal things like malaria or, or polio. So what's the evidence for why he's buying all this farmland, Mark? Why is Bill Gates buying all of this farmland? Okay, a couple things. He, first of all, claims in much the way, I think it was, was it Hillary Clinton or one of the Clintons, they were talking about their blind trust, and these are just his investors, and wow, suddenly he just owns a lot of farmland. He was, NBC News declared him America's single largest farmland owner. Now, the, the good news is prior to that, there was worry, Politico, Sebastian reported that there was worry about a Chinese-American agricultural land monopoly, because China was buying up land. But here's the thing, that was about two years ago. Now, Bill Gates beat out China, and I'm not convinced that's necessarily a good thing because, yeah, at least with China, we'd be more suspicious, I think, of a homegrown than, than we are of a homegrown American. But Jeff Bezos is also buying up farmland. Now, 
there's still it's still as a percentage of the whole it's not significant to dominate all agricultural policy because they're just these are the largest single farmland owners they're not the largest they don't own most of the farmland just to be clear on that point but what ends up happening and i don't even know the, the reason he wants to own it is he's told mit technology review he wants undue influence. Just the, reason, the same reason, Sebastian, that if you look at it between Gavi, his vaccine organization, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, he is on most years the number one donor to the World Health Organization. Yeah. Well, why is that? Because he wants that influence. And he's already getting results from this influence. The lab-grown meat has been approved. On the same token, he and Richard Branson, another billionaire, have invested in the blocking out the sun. They want to inject chemicals in the atmosphere. They've invested through Harvard University to inject chemicals to block out the sun and cool the earth, which most scientists, even in the mainstream corporate media, say is, is a bonkers idea. It, it really it sounds like, you know, Ernst Stavro Blofeld in his hollowed-out <laughs> volcano. Yes, I mean, yes. it really sounds like some kind of supervillain. We're talking to Mark Marano, author of The Great Reset. Make sure to follow him at Climate Depot on social media, and the website is climatedepot.com. And don't forget to give us a follow on all the social media platforms. We are everywhere that matters. Just look for Seb Gorker or Sebastian Gorker on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, uh, Telegram. You can watch us on your Roku, your Fire Stick device, or the Salem News Channel app. And for unique content from me, don't forget my Substack. That's SebastianGorker.substack.com. That's my whole name. It's one word, SebastianGorker.substack.com. Greetings, I'm Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and I'm excited to share with you a groundbreaking opportunity in the artificial intelligence industry that stands resilient amidst the Sam Altman upheavals. Enter Versus AI and its pioneering genius platform. The AI sector has been largely dominated by large language models like those at OpenAI. Versus AI is charting a new course. The genius platform isn't just riding the AI wave, it's reshaping it, drawing inspiration from the intricate biological processes of nature. Don't miss this potential breakout company. Be part of the AI revolution. Versus AI, with its commitment to innovative solutions, is poised to remain a leader in the dynamic world of artificial intelligence. As AI becomes increasingly central to our future, the potential of Genius's platform to enhance your investment portfolio is immense. We invite you to be part of this exciting journey. Discover the power of Genius at emcversus.com. Versus is publicly traded with the symbol VRSSF. That's VRSSF. The following is a paid advertisement sponsored by Versus AI. Salem is not an investment advisor, and this is not a solicitation or recommendation by Salem to buy or sell any securities. Salem and Dr. Gorka are being paid $85,000 to carry this ad on its radio and podcast network. Salem does not endorse any investment product, and you should check with your personal financial advisor before investing. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First every single day, please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell. The left wants to cancel him. You heard what the FBI did to him recently. Let's have his back. Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. Go to MyPillow.com. He sold 81 million of his pillow. The pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. He's got an amazing deal on the queen size right now, but he's got more than 200 other items on his website, all made by Americans here in America. Support this company. Go today to MyPillow.com. Use my name for up to 66% off. Or call a human being. What a nice idea. 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. But you've got to use that secret code for the maximum discount. G-O-R-K-A. Now, this is going to be a hard question for you, Mark, but I have to ask you because, you know, you're the guy on the ground. You go to all these meetings. You, you see the activists. You see the talking heads. We've discussed Gates, Bezos, Kerry, Greta. Oh, let's have a, let's have a little clip from Greta. This is, the, uh, this is the best clip of Greta ever. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words. Words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just love that. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, she is the queen, the princess of blah, blah, blah. How much of the, let's call it the movement, everything that you've described in your books, is shaped and driven by 
real ideologues, you know, the people who have dark intentions, think humans are the problem, and how much are useful idiots uh, who think, oh, oh, we've got to save the planet, the earth is on fire, or just useful idiots being exploited by their parents like Greta. Do you have a sense of proportions in the movement? Well, that's a great question. And depends on which. Obviously, like the youth climate movement is full of true believers. They've been indoctrinated from kindergarten through college. By the way, Greta is so extreme that she switched over uh, and is now one of the main enemies of the United Nations. She was uninvited. Because she thinks they're not serious, right? She doesn't think they're serious enough. And she's given whole rallies and speeches. She's lined herself with a guy named George Mombiant, a U.K. environmentalist who went to end all farming around the world. I mean, these are true genocidal ideologues that they're that she's and, and that she's married herself to. She's correct on one end that the U.N. is all full of hot air, blah, blah, blah. She's absolutely correct. If you actually were worried about the climate, nothing the U.N. has proposed would have any impact on the climate if you believed the U.N. science. Yeah. Now, in terms of just overall, how much um, how much this is, you know, ideology versus the dark side or the power, I would say, obviously, at the global level, the World Economic Forum and the United Nations level, this is all darkness. You have the bureaucrats, the ideologues, the activists and the billionaire class that you can't ever discount the billionaire class because they're heavily involved in the World Economic Forum and, and all the and they bring in all these corporations. But essentially, this is driven by United Nations ideologues. And when they started this panel in 1988, the actual first UN climate report before they could get their whole machine showed the medieval warm period much warmer than today. I mean, significantly warmer. And then they started a whole campaign openly. I mean, we had scientists testify in the U.S. Senate. They were called by other U.N. scientists saying we have to get rid of the medieval warm period because it was embarrassing all their climate. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. We have to get rid of the medieval warm period. That's uh, isn't that against the rules of science to delete something that's inconvenient, Mark? Well, they do it in a way where it's like, well, we had to do some statistical reanalysis and we fixed it. They, they look at it as we've corrected the record. And it's always corrected one way to show the past is uh, cooler than today because they never could show you that it was warmer. And not only that, but they're doing the same thing. If you go to Joe Biden's EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, it shows the 1930s as about 10 times worse heat waves than anything we experienced this year, last year, the last 30 years. And we now have a scientist out of Texas A&M named Andrew Dessler, Sebastian, who's already started a let's get rid of the 1930s heat wave. They want to go back and reanalyze all the data like like people couldn't take the temperature back in the 1930s. And they want to change the fact that since 1955, pre-1955, 70 percent of all temperature records were set. In other words, we were much warmer before 1955 here in the United States than any other time that we've measured as a history of our country, that's inconvenient because they want to tell you today is unprecedented and the hottest we've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. Um, that That is something that would make the big brother of George Orwell's 1984 proud that you just, oh, there's yes. something that's a historic fact. We're just going to... Um, we're just going to redefine it because it doesn't fit our political needs. We're talking to the creator of the Climate Depot, climatedepot.com. Follow Mark Morano right now at Climate Depot and get his book, The Great Reset. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First One-on-One coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. It's something that millions suffer from, daily pain, pain that doesn't respond to over-the-counter painkillers. Well, there's one product that is drug-free, and its ingredients attack the source of the pain, which is the inflammation. These are proven anti-inflammatories like resveratrol, curcumin, and omega-3s. I've been taking Relief Factor every morning and every evening for nigh on five years now. Why? Because it rid me of my low back pain issue that had plagued me for nine years, for almost a decade. You should be the next success story. It's so easy to find out. Just order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Ask yourself one very simple question. What do I have to lose? And if the only answer to that question is the pain... Well, then you know what to do. 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com.
Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Uh, even the best intentioned of us, well, we get a little bit carried away, don't we? At Thanksgiving, one more slice of pecan pie, and at Christmas, just another helping. If you were shocked when you got back on the bathroom scales, relax. It's okay. I've got the solution for you. If you're carrying a spare tire around the middle that you don't want to, You've got to contact Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team at My PhD Weight Loss. I was carrying an excess for two decades, and it was bad. Look, I could hide it because I'm a big guy, but it's not right. 268 pounds at six foot three. With Dr. Lucas and her amazing team, I lost 42 pounds in just a matter of months. It's real. It works. No stupid calorie counting, no pills to pop, no starvation diet, just five meals a day that help you burn the fat. If I can do it with my sweet tooth and my love of fried food, anyone can. Just the before and after pictures at myphdweightloss.com tell you everything you need to know. Call them today. I promise you, you won't regret it. 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Mark, how should we understand? Look, everybody needs to get the book, Great Reset. But how should we understand this phrase? Because it's not a standalone, you know, uh, Klaus, uh, what is it, Schwab is his name, right? Yes. Klaus it's not Schwab, just a yes. Schwab thing, the, you know, the guy with the, you know, the Blofeld accent. This <laughs> yeah. fits into COVID. It hits into lockdowns. It fits into the Chinese concept of social credit scores. The great reset, this is something not to be poo-pooed, this should be taken seriously as a threat to liberty, shouldn't it? Yes. Here's a simple explanation. When March of 2020 hit and we had the emergency declarations here, which allowed every governor, mayor, particularly Democrat governor, mayor, to turn it overnight to a, to a dictator and bypass democracy, we became, after decades of everyone from Tom Friedman on the pages, in the pages of the New York Times, to Justin Trudeau, to Jennifer Granholm, to Klaus Schwab, to UN Secretary Generals, to UN Climate Chiefs, uh, to Apple CEOs, all praising China and China's one-party rule for, for basically doing it right and getting things done without the messiness of democracy. You had all these Western um, uh, elite leaders praising China's one-party rule. Well, COVID brought that to much of the world. Under emergency decrees, the most consequential decisions were made. Church closures, school closures, stay at home, canceled weddings, funerals, medical procedures, vaccine mandates, um, all mask mandates. All of this was done without an ounce of democracy. That's what they're trying to achieve with climate. So right before this conference in Dubai, this is a key thing. 200 medical journals led by the prestigious British Medical Journal are urging the World Health Organization and the United Nations to declare climate a public health threat akin to COVID. Except the difference here, Sebastian, is climate will be a permanent public health emergency, whereas COVID, actually, they couldn't justify after a couple of years. It had to eventually wane. Climate, there's no short, there's no criteria by which to disprove climate change. Ergo, 10 years, 20 years, we'll be in a permanent climate crisis. And that's their goal. They want to model the same thing on climate, the same methods of bypassing democracy, of the emergency decree. NBC News reported that if Joe Biden declares a national climate emergency, which he almost did a year ago last summer, it would give him 130 powers very similar to governors and mayors had during COVID. 
And this would extend to governors and mayors. You could have governors shutting down, you know, gas stations to limit travel. You could have more thermostat controls like we saw in Colorado where, you know, the utility was controlling it during a heat wave so people wouldn't go too far. So that's what this that's what the Great Reset is. And just so you also know, it's when you go to these U.N. summits, net zero is a Soviet style. Yeah. Uh, instead of a five-year plan like Joseph Solomon was famous for, these are 10, 15, 25-year plans of strict adherence, and they, it's the, about the intentional collapse and restriction of energy, food, and transportation, your freedom of movement. And, They're open about it. And, and if you think that you know Mark is being hyperbolic and just you know, wants to sell books, this is real. This is part of government policy in the U.K. of all places. Even, even the cuckolded conservatives— have signed yes. on to net zero. This is in the land of you know North Sea gas and North Sea oil, the former British Empire. This is real. Uh, let me jump to the flip side of all this. So this is an assault on on the freedoms of advanced countries, the first world. But but there's this topic we don't discuss often enough that if you take any of this stuff seriously, the new Gretas, the John Kerrys, the 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 COP. Um, you know, the climate uh, conferences, you're basically condemning hundreds of millions of people in Africa and in the third world to death. I mean, I had a guest on the show who's helping to ship coal to villages in Afghanistan because they have nothing. There's no gas, there's no electricity, there's nothing. They're not going to survive the winter without lumps of coal. If you get off fossil fuels, if you ban plastics, if you ban coal, the third world just becomes a holocaust zone, doesn't it? It does, and that was the opening of this conference was Camilla Harris, our vice president, showing up in Dubai at the UN summit, announcing a a huge $3 billion commitment Uh, of the United States to the U.N. Climate Fund or the U.N. Slush Fund. And what the U.N. does with this climate money from Western nations like the U.S., from U.S. taxpayers, they pay the African leaders, South American leaders, who are best able to keep their citizens locked in poverty. And this is just evil. There's no other word for it. Because if you're a socialist, a tin horn dictator, and your country is in economic chaos, guess what? The UN looks at you as a climate-friendly place, and you're going to get showered with money to these corrupt governments who will use the money to build monuments and stadiums, ensure their re-election, and keep the people in poverty. That's the stated goal of this UN Climate Fund. We're going to give it because they're not allowing Africa to make the same mistakes the wealthy Western world did. Long life, low infant mortality. And not only that, but Financial Times during the summit reported that these carbon offset firms, and yeah, that's still a thing, Sebastian, they're buying up private offset companies, carbon offset, for your white, guilty Europeans. This article is about white, guilty Europeans buying up land in the poorest of African nations like Zambia, Tanzania. And some of these countries have 20 percent of their land locked up by these private carbon offset companies, meaning Africans can't develop their own natural resources because of white, guilty liberals in Europe and the United States want to feel better about private jet use and owning multiple mansions. That that sounds like a form of uh, very, very subtle, very covert colonialism to me. We're talking to Mark Morano, the author of The Great Reset, coming to you from the ReliefActor.com studios. ReliefActor, it's not just about your host. It's about more than a million people across this country who have stories like Leah from Ohio's. Just listen to Leah. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain, I was in tears. That's the day I ordered ReliefActor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief, only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That's one success story out of more than a million. You should be the next one. You can find out very easily by ordering the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It costs just nineteen ninety-five. That translates to less than a dollar a day. You can't even get a good cup of coffee for less than a dollar. Liberate yourself from your pain. Find out if it works for you by calling 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com. Don't wait another nanosecond. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400.
I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. If you stand with President Trump in the war for Judeo-Christian civilization against the barbarians, you have made it one of our most popular items on the website is, is the T-shirt with the photograph of the president at the Temple Wall in Jerusalem, the only president to visit there with the words in English and Hebrew, our fight. We've put it on a mug as well. Get that and so much more at SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. Uh, speaking of the president, Mark, so my, my job was national security, but I have to say, one of my proudest days in the White House, I have a photograph of this. I, I had no portfolio on this issue. I wasn't meant to be there, but I snuck to the back of the Rose Garden. It was one of the most beautiful days in yeah. D.C. The Rose Garden was packed, and I hid at the back of the, the press you know, gang, and I took a photograph of the announcement of the president pulling us out of the Paris Climate Accords. And just one line where he said, I was elected by the people of Pittsburgh, not the people of Paris. That's when I said, wow, this guy gets it. Now, we actually outperformed the Paris target goals after we yes. left. And I have, I have to recruit you to help me address uh, a criticism from my son, who's a rock-ribbed conservative, but he says, Dad, why do you and all of your buddies want to destroy the environment with your, you know, V8-engined Mustangs and all this stuff? What about good stewardship? How do we answer our attitude? We're not about burning everything that is, you know, oily from the ground. What is the conservative, rational response to energy usage in the environment, Mark? Well, actually, you're, the administration you work for, President Trump, had an incredible analysis at the end of uh, his first term where literally he explained how every major pollutant in the, in the United States had dropped significantly. And are you ready for this? We led the world in reducing CO2, which isn't a pollutant. But if that's your bag and you're worried about it, we under Donald Trump, we were the fastest reducing CO2 nation on the planet, even more than all the signatories of the UN Paris Agreement, which, as you mentioned, Donald Trump pulled us out of. So they were wagging their finger at Trump. How dare you? You're uncouth for pulling out of this treaty. And we were doing better than all of them by those UN Paris climate goals. Everyone wants a clean environment. What I'd point out to your son, Sebastian, is you look back at 1970, the first Earth Day. Now, I'm ambivalent about Earth Day, at least the first you know, several Earth Days. Because on one hand, they brought out a lot of the wacky environmental radicals. You had the Paul Ehrlich, the overpopulation gurus. You had all the, all the socialists, the Club of the, Rome, The, the modern Malthusians. Yes, but here's the, the flip side of that is you did have a lot of concerned Americans who, by the late 1960s, rivers and cities were filthy and polluted. And what happened was they raised public awareness of that. And they made it difficult for companies not to clean up their act. So if you fast forward 10, 20, 30 years from that, from 1970, and you look at today, we've radically improved air quality, water quality in the United States since the first Earth Day. And at the same time, we've had massive economic growth and massive population growth. We did it not through EPA environmental bureaucracies, which has made the cost of business more expensive. We did it through companies and public awareness and companies embracing technology. So now you have coal plants built now compared to ones built 40 years ago. I've seen estimates are like 90% cleaner among all pollutants. And this is where you win the battle. We can, we can do it because with prosperity comes technology. With technology comes solving all of these problems, particularly of pollution. So we can have it all. Even the World Health Organization, which Donald Trump wisely pulled us out of, recognizes the U.S. as among the cleanest air quality in the world. So we're doing something right here. And if you look at the filthiest air quality and pollution, it was the most heavily regulated states. You may have some experience with that. A little thing called 
the Eastern Bloc nations, <laughs> uh, where they, they were perhaps were. Now, maybe it wasn't tried. I, I want to be careful here. Maybe the socialism wasn't tried correctly. You know, they always say that. But what was what we did see was some of the worst environments. And when you have the lack of prosperity, like in Africa, you have people dumping their, you know, they're living in huts made of dung, burning dung inside with the worst indoor air quality, with a huge death toll, according to the World Health Organizations and other uh, independent uh, and, and independent bodies. But you also have filthy streams, horrible land use, slash and burn agriculture, because they don't have any other means uh, in order to develop. And that's what's so perverse is the United Nations and the entire climate agenda wants to come in and give these people only solar panel, only wind turbines, and allow them to have sort of a subsistence level of living. And they're trying in the developed world too, by the way, they're gonna give us a universal basic income to keep the public compliant and docile and guaranteed to vote for the politicians that are giving you this universal basic income. Uh, one last question we haven't addressed, which is essential, Mark, is, can you tell us the truth about this? 95% of scientists yes. agree, <laughs> you know, UN report garbage. There is no such uh, consensus. And, you know, science doesn't, you know, depend upon voting and consensus. It depends upon testing, verification, duplication. What's the truth about this? 95% of scientists agree that climate is getting hotter. Yeah, I've interviewed scientists from around the world, and I've interviewed lead authors of the UN about this very topic. It turns out I interviewed Dr. Richard Toll, who was a lead author uh, of, the, of the United Nations Climate Report, and he his own research into this claim. Now, they started with uh, most scientists, then they said 90%, they said 97%. Al Gore is up to, to 99% of all scientists agree. But Richard Toll actually told me, and it was in my film, this, these numbers were literally, quote, pulled from thin air, that the studies that claim this have no basis for saying it. One of the studies, Sebastian, was of 90, uh, 77 anonymous scientists, and of those, they claimed 75 agreed the Earth was warming and that humans contribute to that warming, which most skeptical scientists would say, sure, doesn't have anything to do with a climate crisis or climate emergency, but yeah. They turned these 77 anonymous scientists into the 97% consensus. It wasn't even 97 scientists that made this claim. The other thing they do is they ask the, go the governing board of the National Academy of Science, which is corrupted by government money, it's almost completely funded by state and federal money, to the point where they have lobbied for cap-and-trade legislation when a President Obama was president. Well, the two dozen governing board members steeped in politics and funding issue statements that go along with the UN. Same is true of these other science bodies like the American Meteorological Society, the American Geophysical Union, uh, and the American Physics Society. All of these groups, it's the governing boards issue these UN kind of climate crisis statements without ever consulting the rank and file. And all of these organizations, there's blowback. The members try to fight back. They try to fight the management. In the case of the American Meteorological Society, they actually polled the meteorologists. One time the polls were more than half, uh, I think it was like 70-some percent, were skeptical of man-made climate change, yet the governing board went along with the Al Gore UN version of it. So this is what you call a manufactured consensus steeped yeah. in funding and politics, and it's meant to silence anyone who opposes the agenda. Same way COVID. If you oppose masking, are you an epidemiologist? All epidemiologists. <laughs> Anthony Fauci is the most credentials in the world and all of the scientists that work for him. Uh, you know, I remember Fauci at a hearing asking him, and he said, everyone up the chain and down that chain, I sent it up and everyone agreed with me. And it's like, you're literally the director funding everyone's salary. Do you think one of these scientists is going to torpedo their career? But he was saying it like it was a proud thing, like all the people I fund agree with me. And I mean, he didn't even see the self-absurdity in his comments. But hang on, you don't understand that he is science. He told yes, us he is, he science, is yeah. science. And then just before Christmas, he says, I don't need God. My, my yes, values. I, I mean, he is God. He is science. He's everything. They tried to silence us. One man they will never be able to silence is our friend Mark Morano. His latest book is The Great Reset. Get it today. Global Elites and the Permanent Lockdown. Follow him at Climate Depot on social media. And his website is climatedepot.com. God bless you, Mark. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First one-on-one, -on -one, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. Our fathers 
brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... Is America first with Sebastian Gorka? On social media, they said that they're not going to. Uh, they're going to take Biden out. It's not going to be nice. Mm-hmm. This is a longer story. It's, it's, it takes a dark turn, but I think it's, I know. I, I mean, I have a good sense of what's going to happen here. Okay. They're leading into trap. They're not going to let Trump get anywhere near the White House. They're not going to let him. What about? So the goal is, you know, have him be the nominee, and by hell or high water, one way or another, they're not going to have him. What about the other two? It's not them. Who is it? It's within our own party. Okay. okay. It's within our own party? Yes, it is. Okay. Hey, look at the people who, are, who voted to keep Trump off the ballot. Who are they putting up? Who losses to keep him off the ballot? Larry Fink to Reed Hoffman. Who are they propping up? So it's a game. And I'm not going to, I'm in this to make sure that that doesn't happen. They want it to be two horse race, eliminate him, put up actually a Trojan horse within the Republican Party that keeps the war machine humming. Greetings, dear friends. We're at work. This is not a best of. This is not a recording. <laughs> Everybody I tune into on conservative radio, even a good friend of mine, I tuned into his show today and two minutes I realized, I've heard this show before. They even haven't told us this is a best of. This is a recording. We're in studio. All of us. Everybody's back from vacation. Even Eric and Alex. Jeff. Isn't it wrong when I'm going to grouse now at my fellow hosts across the nation? If you're doing a recorded repeat, shouldn't there be a liner where you tell people this is a best of? Shouldn't the host say, and here's an interview I did earlier? There should be, but this is not a good week. Everybody is off. This is a week we should be at a best of. Okay, I know you guys want to be home. I know you guys want to be. I know you no, want to be on the warm. golf course. We want to be somewhere warm. No, I want snow, damn it, and I want lots of it right now. But that's not what I'm saying. I know. I know. Next year we'll have negotiations. We'll talk to Phil. We'll talk to Tom, and maybe we can have some. Maybe we can be lazy sobs like everybody else in radio and take this week off. But my point is a technical one, Mister G. You've been in radio since the dinosaurs ro- roamed the earth. When you're doing a recording repeat shouldn't the show host or his producer tell everyone they're listening to a repeat yes because it's insulting to the people that listen every day because they can figure it out right away right the the most loyal listeners it takes them oh uh, hang on i heard them say that before from now on we never ever do that on this show you mr g or myself are going to always say and now you're listening to a best of okay enough of that and it, look, we're different. We're special. We're working this week, okay? That's who we are. We're America first. Okay, let's analyze that clip, which is now verified, thanks to Mr. G telling me it was reposted on Vivek Ramaswamy's own account. And it's very interesting. Very interesting. He's about to go and speak at a campaign event, and somebody asks him about what's happening to President Trump. And then the other two candidates, we know who that is. That's Nikki Haley, who's in a lot of trouble right now for a comment she made yesterday. And DeSantis. And I want to play it again. We are announcing a repeat here for the next 40 seconds on this show. Because I I need to unpack this. We've got an amazing show lined up for you today. So next three hours you stay here. But is Vivek right? 
Does he have proof of this? Let's just listen to what one of the candidates is alleging about his own party. Play cut. On social media, where they've said that they're not going to be, uh, they're going to take Biden out, it's not going to be a nice It's a longer story. It takes a dark turn, but I think it's, I know, I, I mean, I have a good sense of what's going to happen here. Okay. They're leading into trap. They're not going to let Trump get anywhere near the White House. They're not going to let him. What about so the goal is, you know, have him be the nominee. And by hell or high water, one way or another, they're not going to have him. They're not going to have him. What about the other two? It's not them. It's within our own party. Okay. Okay. It's within our own party? Yes, it is. Okay. Hey, look at the people who, are, who voted to keep Trump off the ballot. Who are they putting up? Who losses to keep him off the ballot? Larry Fink to Reed Hoffman. Who are they propping up? So it's a game. And I'm not going to, I'm in this to make sure that that doesn't happen. They want to be two horse race, eliminate him, put up actually a Trojan horse within the Republican Party that keeps the war machine humming. It's a trap feel like Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. They're never going to let him get near to the White House. They're going to take him out. Decisions like Colorado, Jack Smith, 730 years in prison, he's facing four sets of indictments, 90 plus charges. And, and then, is it the other two? And he says, no, 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 no. It's not the other two. It's their backers. Reid Hoffman, the billionaire founder of LinkedIn, and Larry Fink, the CEO billionaire of BlackRock. They want a candidate who will do what they want to do, continue the forever wars. Eric, what do you think of that clip? I think he's 100% right, and this is something that a few people have mentioned that, of course, obviously, the Biden, the Democrats, the left are a huge danger, but we got to look at our own party and the establishment interests, the corporate donors who just want to pretend the last, uh, what is it, eight years, basically, have never happened, that Trump never came down that escalator, right. that we're back to the Bush-era neoconservatism, and why, obviously, yeah, another four years of Biden or Kamala or whoever it is would be bad. But if someone, God forbid, we end up in an alternate timeline where Nikki Haley is the nominee and becomes the standard bearer of the GOP again, all that progress is erased. But here's a problem with that clip, Eric. Leave the, the cameras up. If that's really what's happening, then that's monumental. And Vivek should be saying that on the campaign platform, not in some drive-by video on somebody's phone. If that's true, Vivek, if you've got the receipts, you need to be shouting that from the rooftop because that means the RNC are saboteurs. Jeff, what, what's your gut? You've got the best gut instincts politically out there. What, what, what do you think of that video clip? I think it could be true. It's a hunch. If it was going on, Vivek would have no idea because the GOP does not like him either. So how would he right. know this? That's right. the thing. I think it's a hunch, and he believes in it. It's something that could be true. But he would not be the guy that would know that if it's going on. Right. So it's a supposition on his behalf that is possible, is credible, but he's hated by the establishment anyway. So how would he have the proof? He would be the last one to tell. Right. Maybe you and Steve Bannon would be the last ones after him that they would tell if they were doing that. <laughs> that, that he's not the type of guy that would know about this. Good analysis. Good analysis. All right. Um, I think we have time. I'm going to text Vivek in the break. I want to get him on the show. Um, We'll ask Cash. We've got the amazing Cash Patel up next. But I want to enlist your assistance. Tell me what you guys think. They, they're they going to take out the president. I mean, they want to. They're desperate. I mean, that's what Jack Smith, Chutkin, Engeron, Fannie Willis, all of them. That's what it's all about. But the idea that, hmm, it's all a plot in league with the billionaires and the RNC, a trap that they're setting for the convention. All right, you sound off. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Tell me what your reaction is to that clip, and maybe we can ask Vivek to back it up here on America First. If you love listening to this show as much as we have a passion to provide it to you even when nobody else is working in national radio then make sure you never miss any of the deep dive
the long-form interviews, the special guests, the true experts, the newsmakers. Subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends because that's how we get the truth out. And then if you want him back, oh, you know we need him back. We need 47 to become, we need 45 to become 47. And God willing, it's up to us. Get all the America First gear. We've got a bundle with the yard sign, the mug with the mug shot, and the ice stand with 45 beautiful Made in America flag at sebgorkastore.com and so much more. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And please support him directly at donaldjtrump.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.